Lindsay just yawned before we recorded and it looked like she was screaming because she was in pain. Hi everyone, my name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week we scream into our mics like we're in pain. We talk about cryptids. <laughs> Things that we can scream about. Or unsolved mysteries. Um, When I'm not screaming or yawning, I'm sleeping. And, and you know, anything else that's kind of creepy like goblins and etc. Anything spooky related. That's true. Every single week since we decided to talk about goblins, etc., Lindsay and I will both research a smattering, a cornucopia of scary stuff, and then separately of one another, and then we come back inside of our house, and then we talk about what we've what we've researched for the very first time with each and every one of you and each other. And this week, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to my friend Turner. <laughs> okay. Any explanation why? Or because I was thinking, I was trying to think about like something that's kind of gobliny or gremliny, and, and you thought of Turner, uh huh? Because Turner has very <laughs> little legs, and I've seen him like move his legs around kind of weird occasionally. Great. And he, you cannot deny, you've also seen Turner, and yeah. I, and I think Turner would also agree. I bet you Turner's listening right now, eating something because he also eats food very loud and i bet you he's somewhere eating food going <laughs> hmm, no you know that's right he does he can move around very gobliny okay who are you going to dedicate your portion to <laughs> any one of your well, friends you want to quietly n- put on blast no okay. i don't um maybe i'll just dedicate my portion of the show to the gremlins that you also just blasted gremlins cuz what if they're like we don't act like turners. Oh, they okay. Well, so like either way you've you've insulted two types of people. My argument, they do move like Turner because yeah. Turner can move like a goblin or a gremlin. Are they the same thing, goblins and gremlins? You know, probably not. They probably have subtle differences, but we don't know what those are. I always picture like cuz weren't there like Oh, I'm asking the wrong person. I was going to say in the Lord of the Rings, I feel like there were different types of orcs. <laughs> But I'm asking, I'm asking yeah, the wrong I, person. I've never made it fully through a Lord of the Rings ever in my life. I've tried so many times. Yeah, how many times? There's so many times. Fifteen, sixteen. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> we even had to watch it in high school, and I fell asleep. And yeah. I wasn't like the type to fall asleep in school. I will say, I also wasn't the type to fall asleep in school, but I did, and for some reason, it never felt better being asleep for a minute in school than it does in real life. There's something about sleeping in school. It feels so powerful. I guess. It's like a power. I don't know. It's a power sleep. Maybe it's because like you don't want to be there and you're like, I'd rather be anywhere else. And then you sleep and you're like, ha, like this, like this, but I'd rather be here. I was always too scared to fall asleep. Yeah. You get in trouble. Yeah. I only did a couple times because I was extremely tired because I'm a teenager. Or people would like scare you to wake you up. Like they would be nuisances. They would play pranks. (laughs) You never got that? Sleep pranks. No. Well, because I never fell asleep in school. Oh, yeah. Good point. And I wasn't a prankster, so I didn't play sleep pranks. Yeah. You're really not a prankster, are you? No, because I don't like pranks being played against me. Yeah. Makes me sad. (laughs) Well, it's been a while since we've released an episode, and we're just talking about, you know, we, we've spent the last two weeks talking about pranks, 
and pranking and goblins. So that's why we're just kind of talking about that stuff right now. Yeah. Well, are we late? Because we're kind of just always on our own sketch. Side note. Okay. I know a lot of people are going to get mad about this, but like what more is there to Lord of the Rings than like they go on a journey for a ring. There's a wizard. I don't know. Maybe there's a dragon or a goblin that comes about. Uh, I'm sure probably somewhere. I don't. I know. I actually think there is a dragon. Yeah. And then like it's all about like who to trust. Like, what more is that to that whole franchise? What more is there? Well, there's a lot. And being <laughs> being somebody, being some, don't worry, any of our two listeners, don't worry, because I love Lord of the Rings. Now, I will say, even though I love Lord of the Rings, yes, the movies are very long, but it always seemed okay because we would go watch them for the holidays. Yeah. But anyways, there's a lot to the Lord of the Rings, but basically, I can sum it up in, I can sum it up in five words. Didn't I just sum it up? Can you sum it up in five words? They go find the ring. <laughs> no, they don't. They actually <laughs> have the ring from the beginning. Oh, uh, yeah. Ready for it? Yeah. Friends. Yeah. Walk and burn ring. That's the that's the thing. I thought you were going to say friends walk and burn calories. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Sums it up. I wonder I wonder if they if they were to have been wearing like, you know, a Fitbit or whatever the equivalent back then would be. They probably crushed it. I bet you they burnt so many calories and and you only see them eat a couple times. They eat like little biscuits that look so dry and then they eat a fish or something because Schmeagle catches a fish. I thought Schmeagle was bad. Uh you know it's Kind of yin and yang. Yeah. Yeah, kind of good and bad. Who's first this week? Anyways, I think you are. Are you sure? I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Well, we have some... Okay, first of all, I want to say, it seems like when we don't release episodes, we get more stuff from people. Uh, so thank you, people, for sending us stuff. But we have... And there's, there's a decent amount of stuff to get through, but I want to go through this one right now. Okay. We've received an email... You know, electronic mail. Yes. To SpookySpousesCast at gmail.com. And it's from our friend Amy Gad. Mm-hmm. We did a spell bonding. Amy had a haunted light in her apartment. She has cute little rats. Amy does have very cute little rats. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy sent us this email and there is some, there is some verbiage. You ready? Yeah. Now, I have not read this email keeping true to the show. I've not read it. I just saw... The subject of the email. The subject is in all caps, haunted sound. Okay, so the sound is haunted or the the sound is haunting? Like, it's a haunted type of sound or the sound itself is haunted? We're about to find out. Okay, I'm ready. Because I haven't read any of it. Now, it's not because I can't read. Like, a lot of people don't think I can read. And guess what? I can. That's partially true. But... Hmm? Huh? Okay, ready? Yeah. From Amy Gad. Hi. Exclamation mark. So, exclamation mark. I don't know if you saw my tweets, but my haunted closet striked again. Uh Uh-oh. I know. I have a box that is being stored in there that has now fallen three times. So anytime I add reverb to my voice, Mm -hmm. it will be in all caps. So if people didn't see the spell bonding, Amy talked to us about how there is a lamp in their closet that goes on and off. Yeah, it's a cute little light. <laughs> yeah, just a cute little light that turns on and but off. But it only happens in her closet. So now this box is falling out of the closet. 
Well, I guess just it's just fallen in the closet some somewhere. Okay. So again, anytime there's reverb on my voice, that is all caps from Amy in her email. All at 3 a.m. This thing's always fallen at 3 a.m. Weird. Which we know because of our friend Chelsea that 3 a.m. is a spooky number. Well, it's the witching hour. It is the witching hour. When it's really safe and stable. Okay, so the box is in a great spot. If someone were, if if someone from OSHA or, um, I don't know, someone was inspecting Amy's closet and they were to be gone, they were like looking through it, doing checks for stability, they would look at the box and they go, that's a really stable spot. Well, maybe I should, I'm OSHA certified, so maybe I should go check it out. Okay. And be like, yeah, that's a really sturdy box. You need to bring your clipboard and then on it, (laughs) on it is just, is box and stable sturdy or stable? Is box in closet stable, I mean? And then there's a yes or no. And you go, it's a pretty uh, stable box. And then there's like a box at the very, very bottom that says haunted question mark. Yeah. Then you have to wait till 3 a.m., I guess. Yeah. But that's not what that's about. But I'm down the rabbit hole of thinking my room is haunted. I just recorded a haunted sound. I turned on my iPad to record a Zoom meeting. Okay. Very (laughs) techy. Hello. I hit record and then immediately entered the Zoom meeting. You hear me giggle because my professor named the meeting Amy. LOL. <laughs> and I thought and I thought that was funny. Then we go on about the meeting, but there's a thud at the top, which to me sounds like a door closing, which didn't happen. I'm home alone and my door and my closet door is open. I don't remember that sound happening IRL. No doors closed or open. Also, it sounds so close. Like if it was my downstairs neighbor, I don't know. That would have been muffled. SOS, I'm being haunted. You ready to hear this audio clip? Yeah. (laughs) Hi. I'm good. How are you? So it's a 14 second clip. It's it definitely does sound like a door being closed pretty heavily, like pretty quickly. I'm going to put I'm going to put the thud in again. Ready? Yeah. That's a thud. That's a thud and a half. It sounds like a door being closed to me. It legitimately sounds like someone closing a giant wooden door yes yeah hmm interesting interesting was the person that she was zooming with did they walk into a room and close a door before they started talking or i don't think so no amy said she just entered their zoom meeting she Hmm. turned on the ipad which again too techie for me yeah joined the zoom meeting and then heard it from her that that's obviously coming from her side of the of the Zoom meeting. Oh, weird. Yeah, loud, thuddy. Yeah, pretty loud. Well, Amy, I don't know what else to tell you except for thanks for the evidence and your closet. I guess it seems like to me your closet is where the haunting is happening. It's not necessarily the objects. I think it's in your closet. Yeah, what could she do to stop the closet from being crazy? Well, there's a there's a number of things you could you could. Always just ask nicely. Yeah. Can you knock it off? I mean, because you could like burn sage and stuff in there, but it's like, well, you don't want all your stuff to necessarily 
just smell like sage. That's true. And then if there's anyone's parents around, because when I was in high school, we went on a trip to Seattle and I bought a little bundle of sage, brought it home, would light it in my room. And my mom and dad thought I was smoking jazz lettuce and I was not. (laughs) It was sage. So, Amy, you could probably do that if there aren't any narcs around. Yeah. Yeah. What about like, I don't know, people use crystals sometimes. I guess they're like a ghost repelling crystal. I bet you there's a crystal that's good for repelling ghosts. Because that would be easy to put in your closet. Yeah. Let me search up what crystal is the best for repelling ghosts. Which crystal is the best for repelling ghosts? Three powerful gemstones to ward off ghosts or demons. Okay. Now we're talking. It is on Pinterest. Is that cool? Yeah. So it either could be true or not true. You could make like a couple, <laughs> like a like a coaster out of you it. You might something. not scare ghosts away, but you might, you know, end up with a really cool wind chime. Yeah, the ghost might be like, oh, oh, I can't see. I can't. Oh, here we go. Good witch. No, that's good witch keeping. Crystals for psychic abilities. Hematite is good for grounding, clarity, and practicality. I don't know. There's one for better sleeping. See, it's said to do all the stuff. I clicked on Pinterest and now I'm just seeing a bunch of haircuts and eyelash <laughs> tricks. <laughs> well, what if you just put crystals like you said, like the one is good for sleeping? Then maybe the ghost will just be sleepy and it'll just stay quiet. Or you, Amy, will fall asleep and you won't have to worry about the ghosts because ignorance is bliss. Yeah. I would you rather would you rather not know there's a ghost in your house and sleep through it or know that there's like maybe like a little bit of something? Mm, probably not know. I would also like to not know. Yeah, like if there's a ghost in this house, like I'm okay with thinking that there's not one. I actually found one that's that's okay. An oh, article. A crystal? Five crystals. That will protect you when ghost hunting. Oh, so, okay. Well, maybe maybe these don't get rid of them, but they might just help you in general. Okay. There's, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Peridot? Perido? Peridot? Oh, yeah. I've heard of that one. I don't know how to say it, though. Now, speaking of Lord of the Rings, that sounds like a fun little creature that Frodo and Samwise would find along their trail, their journey. Peridot. Yeah, does that one catch fish, too? Are you guys going to destroy the ring? It's me, Peridot. Peridot. Oh Peridot's little. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Peridot's good. There's one. Oh, you can buy Peridot. Oh, only for $8 a crystal. Okay. There's one called Shungite. Uh, it looks like obsidian or onyx. It's very dark. What does that do? Uh, believe to deflect external sources of bad vibes. Okay. So, well, that might be helpful because then, like... <laughs> You don't like the vibes that are happening right now, but like make them good vibes, you know? Hey, enough with the bad vibes, dude. We're all about good vibes in this apartment. Yeah, exactly. You know how people shorten words at the beginning of the words, like apt for apartment? Yeah. Why not, instead of like shortening them that way, make them only a little bit shorter and take off the first letter? So just be nint? No, apartment, not apartment. Just like come to my apartment. Sounds oh. cool. Sounds neater. I feel like there are words that it's just like... Yeah, ending. you're probably right. Okay. It's just I, 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 I did the thing that I typically do is I think of something that I didn't think about fully and go like, oh, here's a brand new thing. It's yeah. like, oh, that actually exists. Um, Shungite, uh, going to run you about 1250. Smoky Quartz, which was my stage name for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is nice. Um, uh, smoky Quartz, pick up for safety, tranquility, and strength. 
That's a good one. That's a good one. There's one just called Jet. Oh, that's my stage name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were What were you doing when your stage name was Jet? Uh, I don't ask questions. Okay, that's fine. I respect CIA. That. Okay, I like how you told me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't ask questions. CIA actually. <laughs> Jet is described as being a powerful protector. Nothing uh, noting its ability to safeguard its user against negativity and even curses. Now, when it says curses, though, it's in quotes, so mm-hmm. I don't know what that what type of curse that might be. Maybe the curses in air quotes could actually mean diarrhea. <laughs> we don't know. It could protect you against having a curse. Yeah. You, you could say that you're cursed when you do have diarrhea, you know? Any way to bring up poop, huh? And guess what? Jet is only two ninety five. That's cheap. Yeah. I would swallow some if for that price. Okay. <laughs> well, that's probably not recommended, but okay. <laughs> you covered your mouth and your nose. Because like your trying... tactic for not laughing was to just suffocate yourself. The last one? Yeah. The last one here, we all know it and we all love it. Amethyst. Yeah. It's cute. It's a cute it's the cutest of the of all of them here. Emily it's... from Stardew Valley likes Amethyst. That's right. Emily does like Amethyst. But and then you give it to anybody else and they're mad at you. Yeah, they say, uh, I'd rather barf, thanks. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather barf on my leg. Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, good for soothing, or it's a it's a soothing variety of crystal. It comes in handy when you are mentally hung up on something, ruminating on a notion that you cannot shake. Amethyst helps the user reconnect with their imagination and intuition. That's nice. When used in tandem with a protective stone like jet or shungite, it can provide the support and sense of openness the user may need to safely sense any ghostly presences around them. Now that sounds cool. Nice. Well... Then, yeah, maybe some crystals. I say pair a jet with an amethyst. Swallow a little piece of jet. No, don't do that. If it's small. No, it's still not okay. If it's small enough, you could swallow it easily and it could live in your belly for a while and prevent curses. We all know what that means. And then you could also hunt ghosts that way. You Mm -hmm. ever have, well, okay, in my defense, why swallowing a small piece of jet? That can prevent that type of cursing. Now, this is in the fiction that we are, we've accepted the fact that cursing stands for diarrhea. Yeah. You know the phrase, you, that, scared yeah. the crap out of me? Yeah. Not anymore. You could be in a group of people and you could all get scared by the same ghost. And everyone <sighs> would be like, did everyone else, did that scare the crap out of everyone else? And say there's seven of you. They're all like, yeah, it scared the crap out of me. And you could go, not me, because I swallowed a piece of jet and that prevents that. From getting that scared out of me. I don't recommend anybody doing that. But anyways, did you have other things that you want to talk about? Or you just want to talk about swallowing rocks that you shouldn't swallow and having diarrhea? No, it would prevent diarrhea. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, I do actually. This is... So this could go on for a while. There's a lot of information in this one little thing. I was looking around in a few different posts all over Reddit. Maybe, I think, three different subreddits. The first one is from Humanoid Encounters, and it all, they, like, we're all mentioning the exact same thing, a whistling noise or a chirping noise associated with paranormal or, like, cryptid activity. What, that they just hear randomly, like, out in the woods or something like that, or? Ready for this? Yeah. Okay. This is from the subreddit Humanoid Encounters, and the, the, the Reddit user's name is just a bunch of letters. You know, a lot of people think those are words, but this one is not a word. 
the title of the story is, or the, the title of the post, Abductions slash Chirping or Trilling Sounds. Does anyone remember abduction or goblin-type encounter stories where the creatures were said to make trilling or chirping sounds? I feel like I've read that before in a few accounts, but Google is coming up dry. Thanks. But I feel like chirping or whistling sounds, like those are so common to hear everywhere. But maybe not super common really late at night when you're hearing a bunch of rustling and it might be a goblin. Yeah. I mean, if you see a goblin and then you see it make a chirp noise, then I, yeah, but like there are birds and stuff. It pops its head out of a bush. Breep, breep. Like and I don't pops its head back in. <laughs> like I don't know many creatures that don't make a chirp noise. I know a lot of creatures that don't make a chirp noise. Bears. There's one. They might chirp. They might make little chirpies. I don't think they make little chirpies. They're bears. They're strong. Okay. Um, well, there's a lot There's a lot of stuff underneath the chirping or the trilling. Okay. Um, we ha- I'm, I'm just going to re- read through a bunch of these comments. I've come across many accounts that describe the beings making a chirping noise as if they communicate that way. That's also something I've caught. I guess this person might have audio. Uh, I just can't find specifics. I'm probably going to get lots of people screaming at me that I'm a liar, but I saw a mantis being once. It woke me up with chirping noises. I don't think I was abducted. And I'm not going to scream or yell at you, but I don't, you know, I don't know if I believe you saw a mantis person, but... Like, are they saying a, like a praying mantis the size of a person? Is that mm-hmm. what they're insinuating? Yeah, it woke them up with a bunch of chirping noises. And here there's, here's their, their account of it. Mm-hmm. This was in their home. It happened in 2011. Uh, they didn't have a mouth or nose, but their eyes went on and on. It was greenish, but glowed a greenish yellow in the middle of their forehead. It was brighter there than anywhere else on their body. Their eyes were very hard to look away from. This might sound crazy, but their eyes were filming me. That's the only way I can describe it. They spoke telepathically. I don't know how they made those chirps or clicks, but they did. And then this person says, do you remember it saying anything to you telepathically? So we're, we're getting telepathic communication and also chirping and clicking sounds from, from, this, the mantis from, this, mat, from, from this mantis person. Yeah. It started with, I, I just, just want, want to, to have, have a conversation. conversation. It gave me the feeling of warmth and light and deep, profound friendship. It told me I was intelligent and special. Uh, I got a very nice feeling from it. So, okay, this person was speaking telepathically with a mantis person, and they were hearing some chirping and clicking. Let's see. There's a bunch of other ones here. I believe it's the tall white aliens that make the whining, trilling, or almost barking-like sounds. There are a few stories on here of tall white humanoid chirping around their bed. I'd like to forget those stories. LOL. This person says, Some greys are known to make a humming sound. Others have a crystalline-type sparkle for a voice, but all that I've read leads me to believe they're all telepathic now for most for most communication. So, are the mantis? I'm confused because are the mantis people? Tell they're they're saying they're alien-like. I think they they would kind. I, I think it's insinuated that the people who look like mantises or mantisi are, are probably extraterrestrial. Okay, but I guess there's a variety of extraterrestrials that have. That speak usually telepathically, but also make a variety of chirping and whistling sounds. Gotcha. This person says, I think the Hopkinsville creatures were said to make strange noises when hit by gunfire. Okay, well. Well, I think everybody makes a strange noise when hit by gunfire. I could guess it sounds like this. (laughs) Or. 
Come on. Or ow. Ow. <laughs> Here's uh, a Reddit user says, have a listen to the Henry Macabre voicemail. He's one of the people who went missing. His case is in the missing 411 material. It's on YouTube several places. I guess there's some chirping sounds in the background of that one. Hmm. The Bedtime Stories YouTube channel did a part two follow-up to the original Kentucky Goblin stories that referenced incidents in the town of Hellier and mentioning the chirping sounds. Okay, and we have links to those videos in the comments as well. Right. This is kind of what puckwudgies sound like from what the man describes on YouTube. Puckwudgies are hairy, porcupine, gray, small humanoid creatures. Right. That's That make little chirpies and clickies. And then there's a whole nother Reddit post that I have saved here about this person having yearly whistling visits. Here's the story. I recently read a story about about a school of skinwalkers and many of the things mentioned remind me of something that has been happening to me for five years. I live in Dallas, Texas. I'm still in high school. I live with my family and my uncle. One night during the summer after sixth grade, I was up around 1 a.m. in my bed on my phone, just texting. And I hear a whistling outside of my window. It had no rhythm. It was just random whistling noises. And it went on for three minutes. I thought maybe it was the neighbors coming home from work uh, and walking inside. But the noise was way too close to my window. And I was too scared to look out to see what it was. This same whistling came back the next day at the exact same hour around 1 a.m. The summer after that, it happened again. But it was three nights in a row around the same hour, just whistling outside my window with no rhythm. One evening during the summer, I was coming back from the store and drove by an alley a few houses down from my house and heard it. I went pale to the point of my cousin asking me if I was okay. I didn't say anything. I didn't want them to think I was weird. I get that. Been there, done that. (laughs) Summer after summer, the whistling person kept coming and I stopped caring. I started falling asleep to music in case it came back. The summer of 2020, something different happened. Instead of whistling, it was a scream so loud it interrupted my music. It sounded like a gasp from Minecraft, screaming, screaming for 10 seconds straight. I just froze, took out my earbuds, and kept listening. There was no more screaming. Just all the dogs in the neighborhood were barking nonstop for the next five minutes. I thought something would happen again the next night, but it didn't. Nothing happened anymore after that night. Last week, I read a Skinwalker story and noticed how it said... They can change shape into animals like coyotes, and it clicked. My uncle started working, moving trailers last year, and he always comes home around 3 a.m., and he always talked about seeing a coyote outside of our house just standing in the front lawn. It is Texas, after all, so coyotes are no surprise. But why was it always at our house? Does a coyote have something to do with the whistling? So that was that, was that whistling story. And there were there were other whistling stories that were just, you know, short and sweet. Unexplained whistling noise outside of my house, unexplained whistling noise while camping, etc. Right. A, a bunch of random comments. So I just want to know what's all the whistling about? See, I just think that there's so many creatures outside that I think that it could be anything. It could be a, a, a bunch of misidentifications. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Unless you saw something with the whistling, I just don't think it's anything to be worried about. But who knows? Maybe it is. Now, if I saw that coyote with its two paws in its mouth doing those really loud whistles with like your your, yeah. your fingers in your mouth that I can never do, yeah. then I would go, that seems unusual. And it was a cartoon. Wee weep whistling like that. Yeah. For like a, I don't know, like a, uh, and then an anvil fell on it or something. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. No one ever talks about that. Like what if like the Space Jam reality was like you saw an animated thing in real life. Now you're talking about. 
Like what a, you see a what, cartoon yeah. coyote in real life. Yeah, like that would freak me out more than seeing an alien, I think. I think that would really freak me out as well because it wouldn't look like something. It wouldn't look, you know, textured and three-dimensional. It would look like a drawing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that would freak me out a lot, actually. No one ever really <laughs> thought about how I just realized <laughs> that like, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Space Jam, all those movies... How frightening that world is. Oh, terrifying world. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, anyway, speaking of terrifying (laughs) worlds, (laughs) um, Lindsay, do you want to go to the haunted housekeeping zone? Yeah. And then we'll come back and you can tell us whatever you want. Yeah. I'll tell you about all the things I want. Okay. Maybe some more whisper secrets about the CIA? (laughs) No, I don't work for the CIA. Yes, I do. Okay, great. (laughs) All right. Well, we will see each and every one of you in the Haunted Housekeeping Zone in three, two, one. Oh, well, hey, how are you? Shucks, thanks for joining us here in the Haunted Housekeeping Zone. If you want to check out some more about our show, or perhaps even check out some merchandise we have for sale that Lindsay designed, Lindsay, say hi. Hi. That one, that Lindsay who just said hi, you can go to SpookySpousesCast.com and do some clicking and scrolling and check out a bunch of fun stuff. You can even check us out on social media at Spooky underscore Spouses as well. We also are a proud member of the Scavengers Network. Scavengers Network is a big group of friendly, awesome, great, not necessarily all spooky, but we're spooky, so it's cool. And we have a Patreon. (laughs) You can donate anything from a dollar to one million dollars. We said if you donate, what was it like two thousand dollars? You can even come live with us if you want. So, you know, just do your thing. You can find that at patreon.com slash the scavengers network if you'd like to get a bunch of free bonus content. We do it all the time, so it's pretty funny. We do, yeah. It can be anything from stuff related to our show, silly little ideas we have. It doesn't matter. You can get access to a bunch of bonus content, discounts in the scavengers network merch store early access for some cool fun projects we have coming up anything really we joke and giggle yeah there's like jokes on it he and giggles <laughs> stuff like tee hee hee and ha 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 yeah <laughs> again the website is patreon.com slash the scavengers network hey while you're checking out the uh, scavengers network and say you're sitting around and you're like you know really love donating to this patreon but my shirt it sucks I want a cool shirt. I'm going to head on over to DiscountCemetery.com and peep me some really cool shirts. Yeah, the owners of Discount Cemetery are very cool people and very nice, and we like them a lot. They have shirts from if Stanley Kubrick faked faked the moon landing, Psycho, the Burbs, all sorts of horror-related and horror-adjacent shirts and hoodies and sweatshirts and stickers and all sorts of cool stuff. They fit so comfortable, they're so cozy, and they're hand-printed. They are. They are hand-printed in California. How fun is that? Lindsay and I both together own about four to 5,000 pieces of their merchandise. Yeah, we own pieces that don't even exist. That's true. We even took a bunch of plain white t-shirts and just wrote Discount Cemetery on them <laughs> so people would think that we were cool. 
you can go to discountcemetery.com and help support some really friendly, local, wonderful humans. And hey, while you're wearing some really cool t-shirts, whether they're Spooky Spouses one or Discount Cemetery ones, or you're wearing a Scavengers Network hat or whatever, and you're just feeling so generous and you're thinking, I wish the room I was in smelt impossibly good. Because right now it sucks. And it smells a little bit like, I don't know, crap. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to jmeeks-apothecary.com. That's J-M-E-E-K-S-apothecary.com and get yourself some gothic looking candles, some resin incense, some fun stuff that smells even funner. Some Palo Santo, which is always my favorite. That's true. It does smell very good and it's cool to burn and you look very mysterious when you burn it. That is jmeeks-apothecary.com. Just, you know, if you're feeling like supporting a lot of independent creatives, you now have a lot of places to go and do that thing. Lastly, if you have a question, just any question, and you want to call and ask us, you can do that. It can be spooky related. It could be a question about what cryptid is the cutest. It could be, you know, my shirt sucks and I need the name of that really, really cool LA company again. You can call us at our haunted hotline at 80 80- 816 booze or 803-816-2667. We've had calls about time travel. We've had calls about a haunted can of tuna fish. We've had multiple calls about a bunch of raccoons that live under an apartment complex that are scheming to probably take over a small area in Georgia. You can call us about whatever you want, whenever you want. You can even text us and we'll answer your voicemail or your text on an upcoming episode of our show. And we'll try to help you out as best as we can. But, you know, it, you know, it might not go awesome. All we'll say is don't have a lot of don't have very high expectations and maybe just, it kind, you know, you'll get what you get. But we love them. We do love them and they're very fun and we love them a lot. Again, the phone number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. How scary. I'm scared. Yeah, me too. And now here is an advertisement in audio form for a podcast that we enjoy. Hey, Melanie. Hey, Jake. Boy, howdy. Am I just so excited? Uh, okay. What's up? I'm excited for the Scavengers Network Independent Podcast Showcase. Oh, yeah, I heard about it. Should be pretty all right. Coming the weekend of May 21st on twitch.tv slash the Scavengers Network. Yeah. Weekend packed full of shows, videos, and fun from your favorite indie creator. Jake, check out snipshowcase.com for dates, times, and the lineup. The Scavengers Network Indie Podcast Showcase. Snipshowcase.com. Why are you like this all the time? Welcome back, my little animated buddies. Boy, oy, oy, oy. <laughs> I don't know about the last one. Yeah, I wonder if any cartoons listen to our podcast. Do you think if they did, they'd be like, wow, I didn't know he can speak cartoon. <laughs> Maybe. Aren't there other like cartoon sound effects that are really good? I'm sure there are. Uh, there's like the one of like the feet scuffling oh, really yeah. fast. That one. Like. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know when when they were making cartoon. Yeah. And they were like, look, we need a really good running away sound effect. And some guy <laughs> with like a pair of congas was like. I got the ticket and started playing his conga drums. Yeah. Like, wow, it sounds exactly like it. I don't know why they didn't use, like, shoes. Yeah, use feet. 
Yeah. I don't know. I guess then we wouldn't be talking about it, Maybe would we? they did. I don't know. Uh, this week, of course, I just have a collection of scary things that are happening right now. I'm into it. Uh, yeah. One thing that I will say this one sucks, but they're handling it really well, is all the floods and stuff. I don't know you about if you know anything about the floods all in Australia. No, I don't. There's a bunch of floods happening right now, but I guess they're handling it well. As far as I know, I don't think that there's anybody deceased from it. That's good. But everybody is kind of just getting flooded out and moving to higher grounds and stuff. But with that said, like weeks before this, a bunch of mice started just kind of all coming into everybody's homes and stuff because they were trying to get away from the water. Oh. So they had a mice, like a mouse, a mice problem, a mouse problem. And now, which I think they're residing now. Okay. So I think things are good. Now, a bunch of spiders and snakes are a problem flooding into any areas that are dry that people are living. Okay. Two things. I really hope everyone in Australia is safe and okay. Yeah. Two, can you imagine, first of all, just think about the size of some of the insects in Australia. Right. They're already scary. So like... Yeah. And now there's more of them just showing up. Yeah. Like... No, no, no. This is... Okay, so what I read in this article on the HuffPost.com is that there are so many spiders trying to get away that they're literally flooding into houses. And if you look up into trees, there are snakes everywhere. Can you... Let's play a guessing game. Yeah. Guess how long it would take me to close my eyes and just willfully, just out of fear, pass away. <laughs> if, if, if spiders were literally flooding into your house, guess yeah. how long? Guess how many? Guess. Like two seconds. About two seconds. Yeah. yeah. Two, three seconds. I the, close my eyes. The enough time to close your eyelids and then. And just lay down for good. <laughs> Um, Could you imagine that? How much would you throw up? It's pretty terrifying. There are videos. You can watch them. It's literally people just filming spiders and ants and crickets and all these bugs just like pouring into their houses. And like snakes are just in trees and falling out of trees. And if you are in a boat, they will just like all run into your boat. Okay. I hope everyone in Australia is okay. And I'm sorry that if you're like out walking or running, you have to worry about a snake falling onto your head because of they're getting away from the water. That's so scary. Yeah. It's not great. No, it's not great. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You can watch a bunch of those videos. Like I said, I found it on the HuffPost.com. I don't want to watch them. I mistakenly watched one with the spiders pouring into the house and I never want to see it again. How is that the day I came home and you were like, oh, nothing, just cleaning up piles of barf. Was that that day? No, I just pa- I just passed away. You did? Yeah, I don't puke. I just pass away. <laughs> so, not trying to brag, but. So, the next story I have is about a TikTok user. Okay. <laughs> at Kaylin Marie 21 She was on vacation in Bali and she shared a video of her holding a cute little small octopus. That is cute. Okay. It was no bigger than the palm of her hand. Oh, no. Um, I bet you I know what octopus it is. It was was a brown body with dark circles. (gasps) 
And she found out later that it was one of the most dangerous animals in the world. It was a blue ring octopus. She had no idea that she was holding that oh. octopus. Now, that octopus, it is really small, but its venom carries enough to kill 26 adult humans within minutes. The oh really scary gosh. thing about that is that their bite is painless. So after she held it and realized what she had held, she didn't know if she get she got bit or not because you don't oh. know. It's so small and painless that you wouldn't even know you got bit. This is making me legitimately... So the spiders were scaring me and giving me the heebie-jeebies. This is making my stomach hurt because it's making me so nervous thinking about that. Yeah, there's no anti-venom. Like, and basically your body goes into like respiratory shock and like paralysis and you die. Hey, can I ask a question? Yeah. Is she okay? She is okay after holding it and finding out what it was. She was very panicked. Um, she did seek medical attention, and they basically kind of told her, you have to just wait. Oh, Like, imagine waiting oh. to see if you're going to die. Well, imagine waiting to see if you got bit by one of the most deadly, one of the most poisonous animals on Earth. And yeah. they're so little. I've seen videos of those things. Oh, yeah. They're really tiny. And they're cool looking. So it's like you think like, oh, I got to pick up that cool thing. Yeah. Holy moly. I'm convinced that what are octopus cephalopods? Cephalomarmids? Whatever octopuses and octopi or squids, whatever their actual term is, I'm convinced that they were attached to a meteor from outer space landed in the water, and they went, oh, we could chill here in the water forever from outer space. Probably. They're terrifying little creatures, and they're so tiny. I guess this girl literally called her family and cried for three hours. Jeez, oh, man. Just, like, not knowing what to do. I would like to call my family and cry for three hours if I had won the lottery <laughs> and not knowing what to do. Not that if would... I got bit by a blue ring octopus. Yeah, so, you know... Maybe next time when you're out and about, don't just, you know, like pick up animals if you don't know a lot about them. Just leave them alone. Let them do their thing. And we, when Lindsay and I have learned the hard way, we both picked up um, what we thought was a squirrel and turns out it was um, an alligator and that was, it wasn't good. And, you know, that is our fault. That was our bad. No. But looked like a squirrel. Great. Um, <laughs> the next story I have, this one is a, a little more lighthearted. It's a little more just interesting. But right. a woman finds a manhole in her bedroom leading to a hidden bomb shelter and abandoned food store. What? Uh, <laughs> Jennifer Little moved some furniture in her room to reveal a manhole leading to a former bomb shelter from the Cold War. Her video has gone viral with one person saying they would never go down there. What would you do if you found a trap door in the house? I don't know. Well, the picture that she does show, it's very like she pulled up carpet and there is just like a manhole cover. Like she had carpet laid down and a dresser over top and she was pulling up carpet to remodel and found a manhole cover. It's literally a sewer cover. Yeah, it's like a sewer cover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's also on TikTok. Her, her name is at Kitty underscore girl underscore California. 
Um, so yes, this is obviously taking place in California. They knew it was from the Cold War because of the relics they think that they found down there and the time period. The man in the video, which seems like her father, said there are bunk beds, um, a bunch of cabinets, and it legit looks like a bomb shelter. Uh, she went down there and filmed the bomb shelter's food storage, which there was actually still supplies down there. There was dry storage, and yeah, and she later goes on to say that they don't think it was for World War II, but they later learned that the house wasn't built until 1951, so they think oh. that it was for nuclear bomb shelters in the Cold War. First of all, I think that's so cool to find, like, extra house, bonus, and then I think of what I would turn that storage into, how I would remodel that place. What would yeah. you do down there? I mean... What would you, you turn put, it like, into? A, like a little wine cellar down there or like, I don't know. <laughs> what if, what would you turn it into? You you find an old or, yeah, I guess it's old. You find a bomb shelter underneath your house and you go, okay, well, I don't want to use this as a bomb shelter. I need to remodel. I need to turn it into something new and fun. What would you turn it into? Um, A little ice cream shop. Okay. Just for you? Yeah. Go down there. I visit my own ice cream shop. I, It's all the flavors that I want. <laughs> What would it be one of like, would it just be a standard ice cream shop? Would it be one of the fancy ones where they like slap it on the marble and like mix a bunch of stuff into it and like basically just beat up your ice cream and then serve it to you? Maybe. I mean, it just, it changes. It's whatever I want. I don't know what I would do with mine. Maybe petting zoo. No. But you want to keep them down there in no light. I mean, well, you that's wouldn't sad. Wanna, you wouldn't want to keep your ice cream down there with no one except for you occasionally. Mm. That's lonely. Nobody likes, no one likes the taste of lonely ice cream. Okay. I don't think I would do petting zoo. I'd probably, I don't know, one of those like cool indoor trampoline places, but like really small trampolines. My idea is But what, uh, yeah, you're going to get hurt jumping in a trampoline. You have no right, like room in there. You don't need to rub it in. My ideas stink. <laughs> I know. They stink. I haven't thought what about it. What about like it. a popsicle stand? Why are all yours ice cream treats? Because I think like down in a cellar, you can keep it cold and like put some dry ice or something down there and die of carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> also, I like to eat ice cream uh, in the darkness away from everybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. Oh, maybe you can make it a dark room because it is dark ah. and then you could, you know, develop your pictures down there. Cool. I can tell people I'm really artsy. Well, mm -hmm. I can't. I have I have to. I'll, I'll be in my dark room. Yeah, I say My that. bomb shelter. I would just turn it into another bomb shelter. But cuter? Yeah, like very kawaii. <laughs> very kawaii. Very cute. <laughs> um, okay, so the last story that I have, uh, before I show you the picture, I will read you the whole story. A grandma says she's captured a demon figure standing over her grandchild's bed just days after the tot was heard talking to something in the middle of the night. Okay, you hate you hate to hear a sentence like that. Yeah. Tori McKenzie set up a motion-activated camera in the child's room at her son Ryan's house after he reported his two-year-old daughter Amber had been heard pleading, go away, after she had been put to bed. Oh, my gosh. Some stories, some stories just get you. And, like, they just sound so true. Well, the 41-year-old checked the footage because she set up a motion sensor camera. Okay. She a wise camera? Sure. <laughs> I just say that because Lindsay's mom loves she wise does. She loves the company wise. Like, <laughs> if you go to my mom's is. house, you're going to be on camera and 
Uh, yeah, I don't. Okay. Lindsay's mom likes Wise cameras, W-Y-Z-E, only because they released a little cowboy hat you could put on the cameras for some yeah. reason. And she got it for free. And now she loves those cameras. She sends me pictures. Um, <laughs> this is what happens when you don't give, you know, your mom grandbabies. <laughs> she She's sends you pictures of her security camera hats. With cowboy hats on them. <laughs> I'm, I, and I really can't stress this enough. I'm sure everyone listening uh, is like, what? Okay, wise cameras? Yeah, I know. That's exactly what we think. But Lindsay's mom cannot get enough of these little security she cameras. She wanted me to go work for them. <laughs> Even though they're in Seattle, Washington. You can put hats on them. Look at that. You put a hat on your security camera. Uh, the- so when someone breaks in, they look at your camera. There's it's a cowboy hat on it. I'm not worried about this place. Yeah, why would you want to make your security camera stand out? Yeah, why? And also, why? Okay, what what's next on the other one? They're, they're going to be breaking into your house. They're going to see that there's a cowboy hat on a camera. They're going to go to the next room. Be like, that one has silly little arms sticking off of it. What's going on here? This one's given a peace sign and is drinking a Coca-Cola. Know. I don't know. Well, anyways, the 41-year-old checked the footage from the room. After the day, she said she found a terrifying image of a figure standing inches away from Amber, the child, and her seven-month-old brother, Michael. A horn on its head and long claws, she Mm. said. The the grandmother said she tempted to rid the home of the evil presence by burning oils, but the claims when she did that, the curtains opened and closed and music started faintly playing by itself. I think legitimately what would scare me more than seeing a spirit is what would be if I were to hear music coming from nowhere. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. And I guess the the cabinet doors were opening and closing and so were the curtains. The mom of five shares the images on Facebook for advice and those who claimed that the photo and the footage was fake, she argued, I don't have the technical ability to alter footage or the photo or the camera. She just wants to protect her family and needs help. Um, So she just wants to get the demon out of there. The family has also reported that they've been seeing orbs flying around the children's bedrooms at certain times of the night. No. Yeah, I'd pass. Hard pass. Thanks. Okay. Now, I feel really bad for the family. Yeah, so do I. And I really hope that everything gets solved. Do you want to see the footage that she caught? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) What the heck? What the heck? Let me see it. It's so, it kind of looks like a man, like a greasy man or something. Oh. It looks weird if that's real because, okay. She also said, well, it couldn't have been somebody faking it, like somebody that lives in the house, because she also took this photo of the father earlier tucking them in bed. That was exactly what I was going to say. Exactly what I was going to say. So it does look pretty clear that it is like a adult tucking the child in. And then back to the other footage, which I can show you a panned out version of it. I mean, it is the height of an adult, but it looks very like the adult looks kind of like morphed or like melty. It's in a really weird. You know what it looks like? It looks like all of a sudden. Okay, so like a zombie. It's yeah. kind of zombie-like. It, it's it's walking, like it kind of has what Lindsay likes to refer to as T-Rex arms, where your arms are just kind of <laughs> bent yeah. and dangling. Its legs are bent and its back is slightly bent forward with its head kind of like up. It's yes. almost mocking a T-Rex. But like, 
we can we can also post a photo on Instagram or Twitter or wherever. But like at first glance, I thought, oh, that's very silly. But yeah. then what makes it more legitimate is because I recognized it right away as being a person. But you've also seen how humans show up on like those night vision security cameras. Right. You can still see like even the the kid laying in the bed. You can see the kid's hair, the right. eyes. It, this we'll thing just looks... We'll have to post the photo. Yeah, it just looks all washed out. It looks very silly, but... I mean, does that make it kind of more, like, realistic? I think so. It's like, even sometimes the most, like, what's the one dude's name who was Aquaman? Jason Momoa? Mm-hmm. I only use him, I, I only use Jason Momoa as an example because I think, you know, categorically we all we all recognize Jason Momoa as being, like, a cool dude. Yeah. But even Jason Momoa, if taken a photo of in a weird position or something, can still look kind of like a goober. <laughs> Yeah, And I think the same thing goes for demons. If they're walking around, not every movement makes you look super cool. No. Like everyone still kind of looks like a like a ding dong when they're sitting on the toilet. And I think demons can also look like a, like ding dongs when they're moving weird. <laughs> but that's what kind of legitimizes it more for me is because of how weird it looks. Well, a paranormal group reached out and a member responded saying they see this all the time. They believe that these demons or spirits are of, of a deceased family member, and they tend to gravitate when there is a new baby in the house. It brings out their energy. So since they do have a new baby in the house, they think that this is a deceased family member that is stopping by to visit. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um. The reason that it looks so distorted, they say, is because obviously when they try to manifest in the spirit world, sometimes they don't all manifest as they were in the human world. Yeah. And you would think, too, like, like seeing how that thing is showing up on the camera. Yes, it's obviously it's unmistakably a human form. Yeah. Yeah. It almost looks kind of like not fully there not yeah, it's fully very weird like i don't know why the camera if that was a person why the camera would have a difficult time capturing some detail on their skin or even their eyes or their mouth and their hair yeah. but it's all the same shade we'll just have to post the picture um another facebook user just simply added um burn the house down and just move on <laughs> okay well yeah i mean that's so that's a quick I mean, that's, fix that's a quick fix but you know <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to really necessarily solve all your problems. Yeah, that's kind of just your quick fix. But that's all I have. Those are just some creepy stories. I was originally going to talk about um, the scariest bridges in the world, but I'm very afraid <laughs> of heights. And as I was looking at some of these bridges and getting their like elevation and what they're all about, I was just like, this is just disgusting. Because it's this so high. This is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the glass bridges, you have those like overseas. It's just like, mm -mm. why? Unnecessary. Why do you need those? But then there were just bridges that were just literally like, yeah, they just haven't redone them, you know, in centuries. And <laughs> we just don't know when it's going to fall down. And it's, you know, mountains and mountains and mountains above the ground. So it's fine. Well, I think you basically just summed up that entire topic in that little in that little minute. Yeah, I feel like reading those, if you have to sign a waiver that you could die, just don't go on that bridge. Yeah, it doesn't seem really it doesn't seem worth it, does it? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think a lot of things you have to sign a waiver for. Real, like, do you really want to be doing that? Yeah, a lot of them weren't like because the structure they thought were was gonna fall, or like you were gonna fall off the structure. A lot of them were like the wind might blow you off. Okay, even worse. Which it's like, well, then why? <laughs> then what's the point? A large bird that lives nearby could carry you away. Could <laughs> run into your body. A small bird could run into you, and you could fall off that bridge. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, depending on how scared you are of birds, yes. There was one bridge. I forget where it was. That was literally like the cartoon drawing of like where you put the wooden planks and they're spaced apart. That was literally a bridge. Yeah, and you I'm... had to pay $5 to cross it. Okay, what's the point? It was five American dollars, which to cross that bridge. And they were like, well, we only get like 20 deaths a year. Great. Only. Pay $5 to maybe become one of those 20 deaths. That seems terrible. Yeah, it sure does. Anyways, that's it. That's all I have this week. <laughs> And then just a quick vent about how terrible bridges are. Bridges are so bad. But there are some bridges, though, that you see, you're like, wow, now that's a bridge. Like, I went over the Golden Gate Bridge. It was cool. But it's such a death bridge. It is, yeah. Uh, It's like, why marvel at the death bridge? And plus it makes that whistling noise. Yeah, now it hums. It hums. When I was living in Portland, uh, it was always fun to ride my bike across the St. John's Bridge. That's a very pretty bridge. Yeah. Yep, and you know, uh, that's just, that's that cool story. This is a nice bridge. Bridges are overrated. One time Lindsay got her hair cut right next to the St. John's Bridge. That's a cool story. You know, it's a bunch of cool stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, we we have a decent amount of voicemails, but we're we're out of time on this episode. So I think maybe maybe our next episode we just listen to a few voicemails too. Yeah, we'll catch up on some voicemails. I think I think we we need to. Yeah. Hopefully, no one's like in dire need of. You know, well, speaking of Turner, speaking of Turner, he called recently and he even sent a photo and he might have seen a dinosaur. Oh, no. So we'll get back to him. We'll get we'll get (laughs) to it. You know what? We'll get to it. That's fine. Do you want to try that voice? No, I was just going to start with (laughs) we'd like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for doing our music that you hear at the beginning, the middle and the end. Um, He even did a remix version, which I think was our last episode we played it, or maybe the one before that. I can't remember. You can find him on social at Eli, who does music. Have him write you some tunes. Yeah. What you doing? We, sorry for saying that. We would also like to thank everybody over at the Scavengers Network. It's a network of podcasters and pod friends. And you can go to thescavengersnetwork.com. Do some clicking and some scrolling and check out what's going on over there and check out some of the other shows on the network. We also have a very cool podcasting showcase happening at the Scavengers Network, which will be online via Twitch. I believe there is a link to all the information about that event in our show notes. Check it out. It's going to be really, really neat. Lindsay and I are planning something fun for it. And yeah, it'll just be fun and you get to help support your fun, independent creators. How fun is that? So fun. Yeah. What you doing? We'd also like to thank each and every one of you because without you listening to us, we are just talking. And, you know, we're going to do that anyways, <laughs> but like it's way more fun when someone listens when you talk. And some people would say that's just kind of what talking is in general. But, yeah. you know, think about like really think about it. Yeah. And if you like our show, 
please uh, rate our show. You don't need to review it because that's kind of weird to do. But share our show with some friends. Share our show with your, you know, co-workers or with um, the person who's maybe really, if, if you work at an office who's usually kind of quiet, but you can tell they like might like ghosts and stuff, maybe share our show with them. It would mean the world to us. And if you have a spooky question or a spooky situation that you need us to take care of for you, then you can call our haunted hotline at... 816. Nope. <laughs> 813. Nope. 3803. Try, try again. No. Try, no. Nope. No. Nope. Try it again. 816. No. <laughs> 815. Not that. What is it? I'm not telling you. You have to guess it. I don't it. know it. Okay. You were, you were really close. This is why I have to wear my Spooky Spouses merchandise because I can't remember the number if I don't have that sweater on. I know how you really like to say 816. Yeah. Say that one second. There's three numbers before it. 813. No. Close. 816. Nope. <laughs> 803 816. Booze. Or 803-816-2667. Yeah, like That's I said. Like, like, I, like I've said, been saying the whole time. <laughs> like Lindsay said, right away. <laughs> uh, you can call us and leave us a voicemail about a haunted story. Or if you want to tell us a haunted story, if there's something weird that's going on in your neck of the woods right now, if you have a cool story from your past or from your future, you can even send us a text. We will not answer the phone. It goes right to voicemail. So you don't have to worry about, you know, talking to a person because sometimes it's just weird to do. So again, the phone number is Lindsay. 803-816-BOOZE. Or 2667. I did it. Well, until we release another episode... I hope you all get vaccinated. Are we? We'll we'll just talk about that. If you want to get vaccinated, I hope you're getting vaccinated. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully things will start clearing up and we can start looking for ghosts again. Yeah, and then maybe Lindsay and I can do our fun idea where we do a big road trip across the country and stop at our friends' houses and cook them dinner. That'd be so fun. Wouldn't that be fun? So fun. If you want to make that happen, let us know. Maybe we can figure it out. Okay. Uh, well, until we see you, we'll see you and. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. Checking the way I sound and the way my sound looks on the computer screen when I talk into it, like this. Lindsay? Checking my sound, seeing what it sounds like, if it sounds like the sounds that I want it to sound like. Mm -hmm. How do you look at it when you are, you're facing me across the table and you can't see the computer screen? Huh? You said I'm checking the way I look. But you don't have to see sounds. Whoa, what? That's the thing. <laughs> you don't have to? No, you can if you want, but you don't have to. What if you have trouble seeing sound? Then you're okay. What if you don't have any trouble seeing sound? Then you're also okay. Hmm. All right.
Um, do you have any other philosophical stuff? Any like really heady jammers for us? No. You said it and your eyes said, yeah, I do. Well, because then I thought about hearing taste. But I'm like, that could just be gross. <laughs> Bye, Lens. Bye. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Podcube. 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 Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With Podcube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can listen to audio from any time or place, in space or time or place. Our very first Podcube was sent back in time to 1880, to Alabaster's haberdashery. And this is what the audio sounds like. I am a horse mechanic. I do a lot of wet work. What is the new smell? What is the new smell that I have from you? Oh, that's excitement. Oh my! What are you? Oh, why sorry. are you whispering into your hand? Oh, what man? Did you just kill a bird? Mm. Oh my! I have learned the operational parameters for my normal human vent muscles. I'm going to take this chair and hurl it through the glass because what is anything anymore? And- Search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app, or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, PodCube, the future is yesterday. Big well.